Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Stephanie Kakamo about her wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would love to hear about it because she had a ton of really cool characters come to her reception and she had an amazing Nightmare Before Christmas cake. So I thought you'd want to see the pictures and hear the story about how she ended up with all of that. So welcome, Stephanie. Hello. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I can't wait to share the story of your wedding. I'm interested to know how you guys chose Disney in the first place. We wanted to do a destination wedding, and it didn't go over so well with my family. So we were brainstorming ideas, and my husband mentioned the idea of Disney. He said, why don't you take a look? I think that they do weddings. And I looked into it, and when I found their website, and I seen the pictures and everything that they offered I was like absolutely without a doubt that's what we're gonna do because we we actually were in Paris when we got engaged and we went to Disney out there so it was just kind of a a Disney thing between us now and so I take it you live in or around Orlando no we actually live in New York (laughs) so how is this not a destination wedding (laughs) (laughs) that's what we said (laughs) um I have a lot of family in Florida And we figured, you know, everyone travels to Florida, so maybe it's not a destination as far as, like, uh, the Caribbean or something like that. But it's still, you know, you still have to travel. But it it went over better because a lot of people are more used to traveling to Florida. Oh, interesting. Did you have a segment of your family who already loved Disney? Yeah, well, we, my whole family loves Disney. We've been going down for years since we were little. My grandparents had a timeshare in Orlando, and we would go every summer. We're huge Disney fans. That's great. And then how did the rest of your friends and family react when they found out it was going to be at Disney? We actually didn't have anybody that was disappointed. (laughs) That's great. My husband's sisters, they had an issue with it because they were thinking, okay, well, will we be able to afford to go down, be able to afford to participate, you know, and they have young kids. So they, they said, well, we don't want to go down there without going to the parks. And we, me and, me and Vincent, made this whole character thing and everything that was going on a surprise. So we didn't want to tell them <laughs> that, hey, you're probably going to see a ton of characters anyway at the wedding. We kept everything a surprise. So they never even knew that. Wow. So but eventually you got them on board with coming down. Uh, some family, no. <laughs> but for the most part, yes, we had a, a ton of family there. Cool. How many people ended up making the trip? We had 69 in total with children. All right. So then what locations did you guys choose and how did you pick them? I originally wanted the Grand Floridian Ballroom just because the, you know, the the building is absolutely gorgeous. But we were told that obviously 
And now Disney only allowed you to book within a year, a year before your wedding. And we knew way before then that we wanted to do it. And we tried to get the Grand Floridian, but there was already a convention book there. Hmm. So I did some brainstorming through pictures of ballrooms. And I went with the Disney Yacht Club. Oh, nice. It looked like it had a nice ballroom. You know, the carpeting was nice. And once we started coming up with the ideas of, of what we were going to do, it, it didn't really matter where we were because we were putting together a whole, you know, scenery. So it would just kind of take over. Oh, interesting. So talk a little bit about that. Like you were saying, you were putting together scenery because of the characters, I take it? Yeah, that that came in with the whole, um, like the theme. We went into our planning session and said that we wanted to do something completely different. We didn't want your traditional wedding. We want something that everyone's going to remember and walk away from and be like, wow, that was the best wedding we've ever been to. So Vincent had this idea, and he had a lot of ideas. I mean, he was really great with this. (laughs) It was his idea to have like a progressive theme. He wanted to have one theme for the cocktail hour. He wanted to have one theme for the reception. Then he said, maybe we can have another theme for the dessert. You know, we'll have like the the guests walk from this room to that room. And he said, you know, is this possible? So I said, of course, this is Disney. You know, (laughs) we can make anything happen. So the entertainment team started asking, okay, well, who do you want? We said, there's a couple of characters that we definitely have to have. Jack Sparrow was supposed to be one of them. The Nightmare Before Christmas characters, I wanted Jack and Sally. I said, I have to have them. I grew up absolutely loving them. Mickey and Minnie, of course. (laughs) And then there was something going on at the time. There was a Disney picture that was posted with a ton of characters in it and a big hashtag. And Vince said, I want that. I want all those characters. So they they were trying to come up with ideas of how we can get, you know, as many characters as we could. But Disney's thing is that the character has to be in an environment or setting that they would normally be found in. So you wouldn't have, say, Ariel showing up where Nightmare Before Christmas is. So they had to come up with different ideas for these characters to fit in. So the cocktail hour they decided would be, and this is this is actually really weird. I didn't know that Jack and Sally would be considered villains. Hmm. <laughs> so they came up with the idea of putting a bunch of villains and making it a villain-themed cocktail hour. So the villains took over the cocktail hour. And it was, I'll, I'll give you a whole character list later. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bunch of the villains so that we can have Jack and Sally. And then they came up with an idea of a royal ball for the main reception. And Steve, who was on the entertainment team, had said something like, uh, well, you know, how do you like the idea of having the princesses and their princes dancing on the ballroom dance floor? And they invite you and Vincent for your first dance and you're dancing among all the princes and princesses and my mouth just dropped. <laughs> and Steve said, you know, I knew when I, when I seen your face, I, when we said that we have to make it happen. So that's how we ended up getting all the princes and princesses to dance with us. And Belle and Beast invited us out for our first dance. Let's see. And then we went on to the – we were going to do a dessert party with – the frozen theme but because of budget reasons we scaled back and went with a more of a meet and greet for Anna and Elsa we heard that the wait times were absolutely ridiculous at the parks to meet Anna and Elsa it was like a three-hour wait so we knew that this was gonna be a special treat for our guests so they got to meet Anna and Elsa while progressing 
from the reception into the dessert area where we went back to the villain themed room and did some stuff there. So these were all rooms in the Yacht Club Convention Center. And so where did you have your ceremony? The ceremony was at the wedding pavilion. Okay. And so then everyone was transported to the Yacht Club and you started in one room with the villains for cocktail hour. Yes. And then you went to see Anna and Elsa in a separate room on your way to the reception? The villains cocktail hour and then the major domo came in and ushered everyone into the reception area, which had a big castle entrance. So that was, you know, the big ballroom. And then after that, the um, there's a character called Gruesome, who is part of the Haunted Mansion. He comes in and says, oh, you guys are uh, in the wrong spot. You know, we need to go into this other room. So along the way back into the villain area was a, a separate room where Anna and Elsa were, were all staged. They said, oh, well, we have some visitors from Arendelle here to see everybody. So it was, it was just a little meet and greet on the way back to the uh, cocktail reception room for the dessert party. Okay, so then the desserts were served back in the cocktail. I see. That makes sense. Yeah, they, they thought it would be a nice idea for us to be able to get some extra use out of that room by doing the, the cocktail and the dessert stuff in there. And what happened when you were doing the actual eating for dinner? Were there characters mixing and mingling or how did that work? We, um, let's see, it started with the major domo making the announcements. He announced, was it Bell and Beast? Yeah, now I don't remember the order of events. There was Bell and Beast <laughs> who did a dance, and then they invited us to the dance floor to do our first dance. Once they left, I think that he brought Lumiere and Cogsworth in to do Be Our Guest. So he sang Be Our Guest while Lumiere and Cogsworth danced around the room. It was absolutely adorable. My husband said we had to have Cogsworth, and I said we have to have Lumiere. So it worked out for both of us. We were actually able to get them, and we were absolutely thrilled. They served dinner, and then we had lots of dancing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then who came after? I think Mickey and Minnie came in for the dance party. We were able to do a bunch of portraits with them. They mingled with everybody. They were the biggest hit of the night, surprisingly. Well, I shouldn't say surprisingly. They are Disney. (laughs) (laughs) But Mickey and Minnie were the biggest hit. So, yeah, everyone got to mingle with them. A little after that, Belle and Beast came back, and they announced Cinderella and Prince Charming came in. Snow White and her prince came in. And Aurora and... Aurora is sleeping beauty. (laughs) Aurora and Prince Philip came in as well. They did a choreographed dance in which me and Vincent just kind of like, you know, dance in a circle in the middle of the dance floor (laughs) while they danced around us. But it was absolutely awesome to just feel like a princess, you know, dancing amongst the princes and princesses. (laughs) After that, they left. And that's when Gruesome came back in and he ushered us to the villain lounge room. And along the way, in the hallway, there was a separate room where our guests from Arendelle were paying a visit. (laughs) We had Anna and Elsa, and there was like a backdrop with Frozen theme and and some props around them. We were not able to get Olaf because the costume wasn't ready yet. So Mm. we were very upset that we didn't have Olaf, but we were the first wedding to have Anna and Elsa. Wow. That was kind of cool. And then after that, yeah, we had the we had dancing and they did our father and 
daughter and mother and son dances back in the dessert area. We did the cake cutting in there, and all the characters got to be a part of that, which I was surprised. I didn't expect. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Jack and Sally and Oogie Boogie, the Queen of Hearts, Maleficent, Cruella, and Jafar. Wow. So they had all been at your cocktail hour, and then when you came back for desserts, they joined you with all the other characters? Yes. Well, the characters from the reception didn't come back. So the characters that were in the cocktail hour came back for the dessert party. I see. Okay. And so I've run out of fingers here. How many characters did you end up having? (laughs) (laughs) In total, if you count Major Domo and Gruesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're forgetting about the farewell brunch, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bookmark that. (laughs) (laughs) We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 20, 21, 22, 23. 23 characters in total. Wow. So I guess my listeners at this point are probably dying to know about how much this is going to run them if they want to have this many characters and a progressive dinner like this just for the entertainment. Well, I'm going to say we spent at least $100,000 in entertainment alone, but you have to remember that that includes their technical price for all their rigging, their setup, That includes their producer, their director, you know, their talent manager. They put on a whole show with the decor, uh, not all the decor, but some of the decor (laughs) that has to do with the characters in particular, you know, that's in your entertainment price. And we spend at least $100,000 on that. Wow. Like you say, it's almost like they're putting on a Broadway show or something, except it's your wedding. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so then in what areas were you able to cut back so that you could focus most of your budget on having characters? Surprisingly, I cut back on floral. We, we went with the floral on the, the coach, which I'm glad we did because I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. It didn't need it because the coach is beautiful itself, but we, we went with it and it was, it was beautiful. I cut back on petals in the aisles, cut back on having so many roses in the centerpieces, which were also used in the aisle during the ceremony and on the altar. You know, I said that they can go with cheaper flowers, more greenery, and it, I don't think it made that much of a, a difference. It still looked beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you need to do any decorating at all for your reception? I mean, with all those characters around, people probably weren't looking at the walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. To make it that grand ballroom, like castle-y, princess-y feel, they had this big castle entrance piece that you walk through. I'm trying to think what it would remind you of. There's that new area in the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland, and that's what it kind of looks like. It looks like the you know, the, the brick wall with the archway. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then they had, you know, draping and uplighting. And they had some plants, <laughs> I guess you'd call them plants, that were next to our table with lights in them. And it was it was very pretty. And then you had a really special wedding cake also that was Nightmare Before Christmas themed. And you worked with the bakery to customize it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> So I grew up absolutely loving The Nightmare Before Christmas. And when I had first started browsing Disney's fairy tale weddings, I had come across a cake that they had done that was Nightmare Before Christmas themed. And I had also seen, I think there were two that they I had found pictures of. 
And then we, we were browsing the internet, you know, just doing a Google image search for Nightmare Before Christmas cakes. And we found some, you know, different things that we liked. And the, the bakery originally was supposed to come up with a concept for doing the cake as Halloween Town. But they were having some, some problems, so I sent them the pictures that I liked. And they asked me to send them my figurines, which we were very surprised that Disney didn't have their own figurines or couldn't make them, you know, out of out of the chocolate or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> so I went on eBay. I bought some little figurines and, and had them shipped down to Disney. And they used those on the cake. And it came out, it came out awesome. I, I had seen a sketch of what they were going to do. And I wasn't too crazy about the sketch. I liked it. But I was I was a little weary, and it, it blew my mind when I seen it in person. So I was very happy about that. Wow. The pumpkins lit up. They had those little, like, flashing LED cubes inside of them. Wow. That was really cute. The tombstones were chocolate. The gravel in the graveyard was, was all cookie pieces. Jack's bow tie was, was all chocolate. And also the topper piece, that moon with the swirling... Um, Mountain, mm -hmm. that was chocolate candy. Wow. <laughs> so it was, yeah, they did a fantastic job. That's great. And then you get to keep the figurines afterwards, so. Yes. <laughs> we tried to get all the um, all the pumpkins and all the, the pieces home with us to eat because why wouldn't you? You know, it's chocolate. <laughs> but every I put them in a plastic bag and everything started to melt together. Oh, no. <laughs> spent a whole week in Florida afterwards. <laughs> so needless to say, those didn't make it back. But the top layer of the cake, we actually were able to save. It didn't, it didn't get eaten. And my family brought that back from Florida so that we could save it for our one-year anniversary. <laughs> wow, that's great. With all of this amazing stuff, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? It's hard to pinpoint one thing. My favorite memory, I'd, I'd have to say, was just being next to my husband and, and experiencing everything that we had come up with. You know, you work so long and so hard to put your dream together and to just, sit, you know, sit back and let the day play out and experience it with him was the best part of the whole day. That's wonderful. And you mentioned that you did a farewell brunch as well. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how you arranged that? We did a, a, a farewell brunch and we also did a rehearsal dinner. Our rehearsal dinner was much less scaled back. We didn't have any photography or video. We did it at the prop shop at Hollywood Studios. You know, we had a couple of round tables set up with a, a buffet. It was it was pretty awesome. No characters, you know, real real low key. And then that was the Friday before the wedding. And then Sunday was the farewell brunch. It was in the Nutcracker Ballroom at the Contemporary Resort. I didn't pick that. That's what they picked. <laughs> um, but it was it was cute. We were originally going to go with um, 3D props. It was it, we decided that we wanted to make it a Pixar themed event for all the Pixar movies that we love. But to scale back on on price, you know, to answer that question before uh, of things that we scaled back on, we went with just you know plain backdrops, photo backdrops instead of these big 3D pieces that they were going to do. So for Up, they were going to have, you know, a house with balloons, wow. <laughs> Radiator Springs billboard. They had these amazing ideas that we ended up scaling back on. But it was it was just, you know, awesome to have the characters there. So we had um, Buzz and Woody, Jesse and Bullseye. From Up, we had Russell and Carl, Mr. Fredrickson. And we had Mike and Sully Monster. Oh, that's great. And did they have to have individual backdrops or were they able to mingle? 
they all had individual backdrops. I'm trying to think. The only two that, that kind of walked around were Russell and Carl. They played a little bit. But for the most part, everyone was just in front of their backdrops and everyone, all the guests were able to go and, you know, take photos with them and mingle and pug and <laughs> schmooze. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I bet the children loved it. Oh, they absolutely loved it. Our daughter was uh, 15 months, and she went crazy for Jesse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we, we thought that was adorable. <laughs> and for Russell, too. Russell from Up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so approachable. <laughs> yeah. Huh, well, I bet you got some great photos. We had some great photos, and everyone was able to take pictures. So it was, it was definitely a very memorable event for everyone. That's great. So it sounds like it was a whole weekend of events run with crackerjack timing. Was there anything that went wrong or maybe just didn't turn out like you expected? Yeah, I think because we had so much going on, we did feel very rushed, especially the day of the wedding. You know, the photographers felt rushed getting from the ceremony to where the reception was, you know, took some time. So we were a little bit late for our cocktail reception. Oh, I should say the cocktail hour, you know, and that pushed everything back a little bit. The The dances with the mother and son and the father and daughter dance were in the villain area, which we didn't know that they were going to do that. We wanted, we were hoping that was going to be, you know, back in the reception room because it was more of a romantic atmosphere. So that's something that we were just a little disappointed with. The rehearsal dinner, <laughs> let me stress on transportation. When they tell you that you need transportation for your people they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the The prop shop was is located in like the back of Hollywood Studios. And they had a, a guide meet everybody in the front of the park and walk them to the back. So, I mean, there was maybe one guide or two guides. So there was shifts of people getting in at different times and everyone arriving at different times. And it was only a two-hour event. So it just felt like like you were barely there for it, you know. And also transportation as well, getting from the ceremony to the reception itself. You know, you have to allot for that. So definitely um, transportation was a problem (laughs) as we tried to scale back. (laughs) That's interesting. That's good to consider because, yeah, sometimes you think, well, we'll save money by walking in instead of taking a bus. But in this case, it would have been easier and quicker. Yeah. The other thing that I wasn't too happy with, and I hate to call him out (laughs) on it, because we loved our photographer, Ty. He was great. I mean, he was so great to work with. He's very talented. But we were just a little disappointed with our Magic Kingdom photo shoot. Interesting. The shots you got or weren't able to get? The shots that we didn't get, Ty is known for being a prop photographer. And he had asked me, you know, do you mind props? And I had said, no, I don't mind props. You know, it was something different. But when when we had got everything back, I was surprised by the amount of photos that we had with props and the amount of photos that we, we didn't have without them. Interesting. So that's something that maybe future brides would want to keep in mind. Yeah. My biggest word of advice is photography is so important. It's the one thing that you have to look back on, you know, physically, besides your memories. <laughs> so make sure to have a detailed shot list. I thought that I had that, but I, I, I didn't. And that's something that's very important. I see. So who shot your wedding? Ty did as well. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Not too much. Not too much. I want to say like knowing what to do with the altar. Everyone's like so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had Reverend Tim Herring. And he was he was so awesome. I mean, everything he was natural. He made everything flow. He was funny. So we were so calm and, and not nervous. I'm just trying to think what else I would, thought would be a huge deal. We spent a lot of money on the aisle runner. <laughs> mm. It was really pretty, but I don't think it was worth all the money that they charge you. Oh, interesting. And were you able to save it and frame part of it or anything? They gave us the entire thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we, had, we had to ship it back. And I ended up, I cut out. You know, just where it says, um, Stephanie and Vincent simply meant to be in October 11th, 2014. I just cut it out and hopefully one day we'll get it framed, although it's a, it would require a really big frame. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you would have done differently with any of your events, knowing what you know now? I wouldn't change a thing about our reception or the ceremony. The only thing that I would do different is that Magic Kingdom photo shoot, I, I would have had more of a, a detailed list of photos that I wanted instead of going by the judgment of the photographer. Interesting. Okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, that's good. No, that's pretty good considering how many events you had. Yeah, everything turned out great. I mean, it, it truly was a dream day. I wish we had more time, you know, mm. because every, like I said, everything felt a little rushed, but that's pretty much it. That's great. And you had the advice earlier about the props for the photos. Do you have any other tips or advice for future brides and grooms? Do your research. I thought that I was like the queen of doing research and the queen of the internet. I searched and searched for to find photos from, from past brides that had Disney weddings, and I could barely find anything. And I don't know why I didn't think to look on Facebook, and I, and I don't I have no idea how I came across the Disney Brides Diary Group. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was through following one of the Disney photographers or, or the Disney wedding uh, f- uh, Facebook page, but definitely do your research and look at photos of, of other brides that have had their weddings so that you can get an idea of what you want and make sure to, you know, jot down a list. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions for your planners They've heard it all. (laughs) They've definitely heard it all. And if there's something that you want, you know, throw it out there. They're able to make anything happen. You know, as long as you're willing to pay for some things. (laughs) But they can make anything happen. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. And and definitely set a budget because that's something that we didn't do. We figured, okay, throw everything at us and then we'll scale back from there. That was a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) It all sounded so good. (laughs) Because once they give you these grand ideas, you're like, oh, my God, I have to have all of that. I don't want to get rid of anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our problem. Definitely set a budget. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I have photos up on the WebPix app. I know they have that for Android and for Apple's iOS. My ID on there is Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, 10, Vince, V, like Victor, I-N-C-E. But I haven't set up, I haven't made a website just for the um, for our story. So hopefully one of these days I'll get that up there. That's good. 
Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing all this information. I think it's really instructive and also just gives people ideas of things that maybe they didn't know they could ask for. So I really appreciate your taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) I love being able to share it all. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>